Hi everyone, a couple quick notes before we begin. First, if you'd like to find out more about the cast, make sure to stick around after part two of this episode for a little behind the scenes chat. Second, a content warning. Kin is a piece that deals primarily with racism, as well as a slew of other tough issues, and as a result includes racist language and ideas, explicit language, suicide, and child abuse. If you're listening with kids or find it difficult to hear that stuff, we'd recommend skipping this episode. Thanks, and we hope you enjoy the play. Chisa Hutchinson. Act 1, Scene 1. The maternity ward of Frederick Memorial Hospital. Jeff stands center, staring into the window, separating him from his newborn son. Hey, you're awake. Hey, little fucker. I'm your daddy. You might recognize me from the room where your mom shat you out. I was the one trying not to snot all over you when she handed you to me. Crying like Matt Ryan when he finally made it to the Super Bowl. Oh man, you're gonna love football. Ain't got much choice, friends in the family. Not just the men in the family, neither. Shit, your mom's a crazier fan than I am. She reached for the damn Falcons, though. She, her daddy's people come from Georgia, so I'm gonna need you to be a Ravens man with me. We can outnumber her. Maybe you know, she'll cave under the pressure. I'm a little worried about your mom, tell you the truth, she uh, ain't been herself since you came out. I wouldn't mention it, you know, don't wanna worry you before you get good and settled in the world, but I didn't want you to take it personal if you sense any uh, you know, weird vibes. It's probably just her hormones going nuts and she's probably just tired from manufacturing a fucking person for nine months, but I'm sure she'll bounce back. And when she does, she's gonna be the best mom to you. She's gonna love you so hard. I mean, look at you. Can't nobody not fall in love with you. That's a triple negative, asshole, which means you just told your baby he's unlovable. Got here as fast as I could, man. Yeah, I know you did. And who's the asshole? You're the asshole. You Sneak asshole. It up on an asshole with terrible grammar. Mrs. Weaver shot. would not approve. Oh, man, Mrs. Weaver. I haven't thought about Mrs. Weaver in a long time. Don't blame you. She hated your dumb ass. You probably blocked it all Fuck out, you, traumatized. Boo. I'm smart. Oh, well, shit. Let's hope this gets smarter than you. Let's hope we don't get Mrs. Weaver for fourth grade. You know, that is entirely possible. You believe she was only in her 40s when we were in her class? Oh, shit. Damn, she looked ancient even back then. Yeah, and she ain't got nothing better to do than teach since Mr. Weaver died. Probably gonna be on her damn deathbed talking about some I before E except after. <laughs> probably right, Poot. You are probably right. <laughs> I was gonna ask which one's yours, but damn, I can see your nose from here. <laughs> nah, he's cute as fuck, man. Well done. You two did good. Thanks. How's Michelle? She's uh, hanging in. It was a rough delivery. Could have guessed that by looking at that prize-winning, flesh-colored watermelon in there. <laughs> He's a big boy. Yeah, 10 pounds, 13 ounces. Fuck. Indeed. I don't know how she managed to not split in half. I'm so glad I'm not a woman. Thing is, now that I've seen her squeezing a baby out of there, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to look at her hoo-ha the same. I mean, you have an idea, but I was not prepared for how wide that thing can stretch. Nah. I guess you wouldn't with a dick like a tic-tac. I'd rather a tic-tac dick than a limp one like yours. Nice. 
Come at me, bro. <laughs> I hear it takes a while to, you know, spring back. Be like fucking a glass of water for a while, I imagine. Yep. Worth it. You're gonna be an awesome dad, Jeff. Ain't I, though? Backyard of the Browning House. Jeff stands in pajama bottoms and an undershirt, whistling for his dog. Here, boy! Come on back now, you mangy bastard! Well, good morning, neighbor. Morning, Jeff. You're up dark and early. Yeah, I didn't wake you with my whistling, did I? Me? Nah, I just finished my shift. Just got home a little bit ago, so I'm up. Can't say the same for the Hendersons on the south side there, or anybody else within a five-mile radius. Yeah, sorry. I guess it ain't the best hour to be out here impersonating a siren, but my clock's all off. Haven't really slept in a good while. Newborn time. Newborn time. How is the baby? Sorry, I haven't stopped by yet. My hours have been insane. Yeah, I do not envy your schedule. Whenever I start feeling down on my boring old nine-to-five, I just think of you. Baby's fine, healthy. Easy as babies go, really only cries when he's hungry. Aren't you the lucky one? We got your flowers. That was real nice of you, considering. Least I could do is put a call into Village Floral. Congratulations, Jeff. Yeah, listen, Alma, I... So your dog run off, huh? Yeah, all the excitement with Michelle going into labor and all, we left the damn sliding door open. Guess he saw that as his chance, ungrateful little shit. Maybe he didn't like his name. Well, I'm sure I don't know what you mean. What? It's a great name for a dog. Really, Jeff? It's a great name! Yeah, okay. Not for nothing, but you're a dad now. I am aware. You gotta be careful what you expose your kid to. Be careful the ideas you put in his head. I know. You think that's gonna put the right idea in his head? You think it'd be okay for your little son to be running around saying that? I think it's gonna give him a real appreciation for irony. So, it really is just a joke to you. Okay. Alma, this may be my first kid, but I know what I'm doing, all right? Yeah, that's what worries me. <laughs> I'm heading in, trying to get some sleep. You gotta get practiced in the art of power nap if you're gonna survive the next year or so. Here, nigger, nigger, nigger! Scene three, the Browning house. Small, working class. A little cluttered, but reasonably neat. In the living room, Jeff holds his baby boy wrapped all burrito-like in a blue blanket. Poots on the couch, and Dylan, wearing a t-shirt that says Black Labs Matter, is standing next to Jeff, checking the baby out. Look at that. Man, if I were Michelle, I'd be pissed. This kid is all you. You clock that nose? <laughs> Shit, it's clogging me. You assholes. You've got assholes for uncles, little man. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That's a beautiful baby, man. Love the name, too. Hunter Grayson Browning. Mmm. <clears throat> Sounds like a rich guy name. He's gonna be tall and rich and a lady killer. 
Already got them Aryan blues. That's half the battle right there. Hell, with a name like that, that could be a future president of the United States you got in your arms right there. Mm, president Browning. I'd vote for him. How about it, Hunter? You the next Trump, hmm? Damn right he is. Only if he gets his brains from his mama, though. That's what I said! Uh-huh. Where is Michelle, anyway? Getting some rest. Baby's got her up all hours. Gotta be fed every little while, you know? Yeah, I remember. Kim was a goddamn saint about it. I found I was getting mad for her every time she had to drag herself out of bed to go slap a tit in Skylar's screaming mouth. That is quite the visual, Dylan. Thank you for that. What? My wife has great tits. <laughs> you got any beer in this house yet? You know that was the first damn stop I made on the way home from the hospital. Help yourself. Man, there's no way I could have gone without beer during Kim's entire pregnancy. <laughs> Alcohol was the only thing that got me through her mood swings. Solidarity, dude. If she couldn't, I wouldn't. Plus, Michelle wasn't as bad as Kim. <laughs> Nobody was as bad as Kim. Remember that one time she chased me out of Captain Bender's with a butter knife? Remember it? I still got the video of that somewhere. <laughs> Thank you kindly, sir. To President Browning. Fuck yeah. Check me out. Beer in one hand, baby in the other. Man, this is the fucking life. I guess you're probably gonna have to start toning it down with the cuss words, huh? Kim started a damn swear jar when Skylar was born. Got enough saved up for a trip to Vegas or some shit by now. Ah, he's young yet. You don't know what I'm saying. You don't know what the fuck I'm saying, do you? You don't know a naughty word from your mother's tit. Hey, uh... The dog come home yet? Nigger? Nah, not yet. I ever tell you how fucking brilliant that choice of name <laughs> is? Ah, I wish I thought of it first! I really do! <laughs> I don't know, I think it's kind of a lazy name. Fuck you mean? It's genius. I don't know. Black dog. Whatever, it's a stupid name. You sound like Alma. Oh shit! Alma? How's she taking all this? She's being mature. Sounds about right. Sounds about like why she left your ass in the first place. Serves you right for literally trying to date the girl next door. No, she left because I started seeing Michelle. <laughs> yeah, seeing her naked at the Quality Inn. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Poot. Good job on the baby. Thanks. Don't I get a high? I don't like you, Dylan. Well? It's refreshing to hear her say it out loud instead of just telegraphing it with her eyes like she usually does. She alright? Her? I'm the one that got cut. Nah, I'm serious. She looks a little... I don't know... sad? Nah, probably just postpartum or whatever. She'll be fine. Right, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Well, let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Wash bottles or pick up pampers or whatever. Yeah, sure, man. Thanks for offering. Don't look at me. I once went out for pampers and came back with an air rifle. True story. Oh, hey, Jeff, you ever send off that test? Oh yeah, I almost forgot about it, to tell you the truth. <laughs> you had a lot on your mind, understandable. Should get the results back any day. Shit, kind of nervous about it now you mention it. Thou, don't be. The brothers are pretty excited about an upstanding, gainfully employed family man such as yourself wanted to join the ranks. Gainfully employed? I sell security systems, Dilla. I ain't a damn uh, no, doctor No, you used lawyer. to sell security systems. Now you manage the guys who sell security systems. I'd call that gainful. Seriously, they like you. Plus, this test is something you should probably want to do for yourself anyway, now that you got offspring. Purity of lineage, brother. Gotta keep your kin clean. You do it? You know it. 
German, Romanian, Scottish, Spanish. Spanish? Uh, uh, Spain, Spanish, not Spick Spanish. Don't tell her I told you, but uh, Kim was kind of borderline. You got her tested too? Fuck yeah. Gotta know who I'm breeding with. Turns out she's got some Italian in her. Nah. <laughs> you can joke if you want to, but a lot of them Italians got black in them, you know? That boot's got its toe just a tap, 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 tapping on the African continent. Lot of mingling going on there. Plus, you ever hear of a guy named Hannibal? Lecter? Sure. <laughs> Cute. Nah, Hannibal of Carthage. African fuck what invaded southern Italy. Kim's saving grace is that her lineage traces back to northern Italy. Wow, that, that, that's lucky. You're damn right it is. Ain't Spain close to Africa too? Scene four. Late night in the nursery of the Browning house where little Hunter is winding up for a cry. We hear shuffling from up the hall. Michelle appears in the doorway. She pauses before making her way over to the crib. She stands there staring down at the baby for a good long while. Finally, she picks him up and begins breastfeeding him. She walks over to a rocking chair and sits. Lullaby and good night. I don't think I can love you. You are just a parasite draining everything from me. Drink up. My milk is poison, laced with fear and shame and doubt. I do not want to hurt you, but I gotta get this out. Jeff appears in the doorway. Unseen. Lullaby and good night. Should have had you aborted, but now I gotta fight to make you mean something to me. Scene 5. The living room of the Browning house. Jeff is checking the mail. Bill... Bill? Junk? He finds what he's looking for, separates it from the others, takes a deep breath, and opens it. Oh shit. What's that? Nothing, Bill. I told you go paperless. Saves them money so it saves you money. It saves you money? Yeah, eventually. Like, when they don't have to pay for postage and printing and all that, they can offer whatever they're offering for cheaper. Postage and printing. It's called trickle-down. Look it I'm up. I'm not sure that's how capitalism works, Pumpkin. Whatever, it's a thing, and I don't need your condescension this morning. Okay. Where are you going? Patio, to finish going through the mail. In peace. 
Well, can you wait five minutes and hold the baby while I pick up after you and your pig friends? Well, when you put it like that, of course. I heard y'all talking about Alma. Okay. Yeah. You thank her for tacky-ass flowers? Yeah. I'm sure you did. Michelle gathers an armful of beer cans and whatnots. She disappears into the kitchen. Jeff looks lost. He bounces the baby anxiously. Michelle returns, grabs the baby, and exits. Jeff pulls the notice out of his back pocket and examines it again. He sits on the couch, the notice dangling from his hand. He reaches into his pocket for his cell phone and dials a number. <sighs> Come on, man. Pick up. Pooh! Hey, man. You busy? Patio outside the Browning house. Jeff is handing Poot a soda. It's too early for beer. Thanks. Yeah, don't mention it. Thanks for coming over. Poot, how come you don't join the Knights? Me? Well, I guess I'm just not knight material. Well, how you figure? You're a good guy. I don't know anybody who'd say one bad word about you. Yeah, that's nice and all, but I ain't... You know, I ain't a upstanding, gainfully employed family man or whatever. What you talking about? You work? You earning a living? It ain't exactly an honest living, though. You fix computers. Don't you? Right. You know where I get most of my money? From wives who want to break into their husband's email or hack their Facebook, see if they got secret accounts. Find out if they're cheating. Yeah, okay, well, the Knights don't know that. Shit, I didn't know that till you just told me. Yeah, well. And as for the family man part, I am a bit of a playboy, as you know. So are a lot of guys. A lot of them married, as you know, apparently. Yeah, but they hide that shit. Everybody knows I'm fucking everybody. I got a reputation. One that don't square up with the whole family values deal, so... Mm. So, it's not because you don't believe in their values, right? I mean... You believe in doing right by your own and all that. Advancing your people? Um, yeah, I don't know that I'd go as deep as all that, but I, I ain't stupid. I see the good they do for our community. I, I see how they helped Greg find work when the BP closed. I see the moms taking turns looking after each other's kids, tutoring them and stuff. Even helped plan Mr. Weaver's funeral when Mrs. Weaver went out to lunch. That's all good shit. But I also know how hostile they can be to outsiders. People they consider to be outsiders. So, I ain't all in with them, but I'm not trying to give them a reason either. Know what I mean? Yeah. Poot, you've been my best friend for as long as I can remember. I'm not mad that they asked you to join, but not me. Uh, That's what you're getting at, right? You think I'm gonna hold it against you if you join? Nah, dude, I'm happy for you, really. 
It's a sweet deal. And you deserve whatever break the universe sends you. I would never begrudge you that. I'm glad you feel that way, man. I am. Because I got my ancestry results back. No shit! What'd they say? Jeff reaches into his back pocket and pulls out the notice, handing it to Poot. Poot looks it over, smiling at first. Then the smile gradually gives way to all those things we saw on Jeff's face earlier. What do you need? You know how to Photoshop and all that stuff, right? You want me to doctor it up? Could you do something like that? Could I? Yeah, it'd be easy enough. Scan it in, get rid of this here, split the missing percentages. Yeah, I could do it. Okay, so... But the thing is... Do you really want me to? I mean... Do you really want to bend over backward to get in a group that wouldn't accept you if they knew who you really are? What do you mean who you really are? I'm the same damn guy I've been all my life. A white guy. And you said yourself it was a sweet deal. Yeah, on a practical level, but the, the principle of the thing... Yeah, I don't give a shit about the principle of the thing, Pooh! Maybe you should, Jeff! Yeah, so now you're mad at me. Nah, I ain't mad at you. You're just judging me, that it? A little, yeah. Well, what about that other thing you said? The flip side of things. How they can be hostile to outsiders? Don't you think they'd be a little suspicious if I got this far with them and then come time to get my ancestry results back, I suddenly back out? Don't you think they could smell that stank from a mile away? Don't you think that would alienate me worse than if they just known I was an outsider from the get? What do you think is gonna happen to me then, huh? To my family, to my newborn son. You think any of them volunteer moms is gonna wanna look after my I son? Get it, man. So you gonna help me out or not? Poot folds the notice and puts it in his back pocket. Can I ask you a question? If you had any black neighbors within, say, shouting distance of your house, would you have named your dog what you named him? No. No, I don't suppose I would. Thanks for the soda. Scene 7, The Nursery. The baby is in his crib, crying. Michelle is standing over him, just watching. Hey, Michelle, you got him? Or you need me to make a bottle? Michelle keeps staring down at the baby. Michelle? Michelle reaches down into the crib and places a hand over the baby's mouth, which stifles his cries. Jeff enters. No, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Jeff charges over to Michelle, grabs her by the shoulders, and yanks her away from the baby, violently. He picks up the baby. Hey, 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 it's okay. Okay, little man. Daddy's got you. Daddy's got you. Michelle backs into a corner. The fuck were you doing, huh? <laughs> fuck, who the fuck is this? I can't, I can't do this right now, Michelle. I just, I need you to get your shit together. Jeff exits to the living room. Hey. Hey. Is, is this... This is a bad time, isn't it? Nah. 
I can come back. Uh, I'm just not going to have an opening in my schedule during civilized hours. No, no, no. I, it's totally fine. Come in. I, uh, I'm glad you... I could, I could use a hand, actually, if, if you don't mind. Oh, uh, of course. Whatever you need. Uh, okay. Could you, could you just hold him for a sec while I... Uh, sure. I just, I just need to heat up a bottle. Uh huh. What do you know about that? Yeah, not much, actually. Babies aren't really my thing, as you know. Yeah, well, this one seems to like you just fine. Yeah, I guess he's all right, too. Cute little guy. It's weird. I thought he was hungry. He usually only cries when he's hungry. Maybe something else set him off. Yeah, maybe. Doesn't smell like he pooped or anything. He could still be hungry, you know. He's probably just quiet now because he's expecting I'm going to whip out a boob any second. <laughs> so you better hurry on up with that bottle. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, hey there, little man. Aw, oh, look at that little smiling face. Are you flirting with me? Are you being a little flirt? I think you are. Jeff begins to cry. Who, me? Why, yes, I am single, but... I mean, not for nothing, but I think I might be a little old for you, don't you think? Well, that's very flattering. But I don't think I'm ready to be a cougar just yet. But try me again in 18 years. <laughs> Kids got game, man. Almost went for it. Hey, where's Michelle? She go out for a little break or something? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, I have the entire day off, if you can believe that, so I can help you out for as long as you need. That's real nice of you, Em. Thank you. Don't mention it. Michelle appears in the kitchen doorway. Hey, Michelle. You all look happy. Well, it's hard to not be happy with this little person you made around. Oh, oh, Michelle, uh, sweetheart. Don't you fucking touch me! Well, you two have made a beautiful child. He's a beautiful, innocent child who deserves love and attention and the chance to grow up in a stable and happy environment. You keep him then. Michelle exits. Scene 8. Jeff is in the living room playing with Hunter. What you got for me? Jeff heads to the coffee table where his new and improved ancestry results await pickup. Hi, Michelle. She's asleep. Oh, good. Didn't want to have to deal with her mean ass on what I'm sure is about to be a happy occasion. Read it and weep. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Wait a minute. English and Irish? You're a red coat and a potato eater. <laughs> you know, there's some fucked up history in there. Mm, somebody got raped real good. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're as pure as the driven snow, man. 
I can't wait to share this with the brothers. And I get to plan your induction ceremony too. <laughs> Since I'm the one recommended you, there's gonna be so much booze and hot wings. <laughs> I know how much you love your hot wings. And I'll ask him to make you one of her pineapple upside down cakes. It's gonna be so awesome. This is so awesome! And, and hey, look, I got you something. Figured it was safe to go ahead and get it. And it wasn't, well, I can always find some place to hang one of those, you know? Ha! Hang it high and proud, you hear? Right out front so folks know what you stand for. Yeah, thanks, man. You know it. Sorry I almost squished you there, Hunter. I'm just so happy because your daddy's gonna be a knight. Yes, he is, and you will be too someday. Yes, sir. I can see the future is in good hands right here. Listen, man, I can't tell you how much it means to me that you're joining. Tell you the truth, I was, I was starting to worry about the Knights. Ain't as many of us as there used to be, and I'm the youngest one up in there. Seems like so many men of our generation, well, the real smart ones left Sharpsburg altogether. No offense. Yeah, none taken. Most of the ones that stayed are fuck-ups. You know? They're fucking around, can't hold down a job. I mean, it's one thing when you can't find one because fucking Obama decimated your industry or whatever, but these fuckers are just lazy. And the ones younger than us? <laughs> Forget it. They're lazy and spoiled. No work ethic, no sense of responsibility. Still latched onto their mother's tit. We're supposed to trust them with our mission? The all-important work of advancing the race? This shit is urgent, man. This country's getting browner and browner every day and they're fucking around. Listening to rap music. Drinking beer out of ceramic duck and shit. And how is that helping the cause, you know? Yeah. It's like they just don't care that there's a genocide going on, you know? It ain't right. Yeah. Hey Dylan, I've been meaning to ask. What's up? I'm all for advancing the race and all, but the Knights, they don't do it. <laughs> it's we now, brother. Right, yeah. We don't do it at the expense of others, right? Who the fuck cares if it is? It's kill or be killed out there. No, no, see, like, that... I mean, we don't actually, like, kill people, do we? No! <laughs> fuck no, dude! That's just a figure of speech. It ain't that kind of party. What? It ain't 1960. We can't really get away with that shit anymore. But I mean, we don't want to kill black people either, right? Nobody's trying to kill any black people, Jeff. We don't even hate black people, most of us. We just don't want to marry our people or living in our neighborhoods or taking our jobs. Oh, okay. Not for nothing. But why would you wait till you're one unanimous vote away from being accepted into a club before asking about what they stand for? You ain't getting cold feet, are you? No, no, of course not. I just wanted to make sure I was clear on what I'm getting myself into here. That's all, I swear. I'm, I'm real excited to join. I am. You know I am. <laughs> yeah, you better be, motherfucker, because we need you.
Scene 9. Jeff and Michelle's bedroom. It's dark, though there's daylight creeping in around the edges of drawn shades. Michelle is in bed, balled up under the covers. Hey, Michelle? Jeff appears in the doorway, holding a breast pump. Hey. It's all Michelle can do to roll over and face her husband. Jeff holds up the breast pump in lieu of a request. Jeff comes over, lifts up her shirt, attaches the breast pump with some difficulty. He turns on the machine and heads for the door. You need to take a shower today. Scene 10, the living room. Poot is on the couch, having a beer. Tell ya, I just about shit myself when he got a look like something was wrong with it. Nothing was wrong with it. I made sure it was perfect. Oh, I can't believe it worked. Of course it worked. It's my handiwork. Check the modesty on you. No, really, thanks, Poot. I know you weren't exactly keen on doing it, but you did, and you did a great job. I did a fucking fantastic job. All right. My induction party's supposed to be Friday. You doing anything? Oh, I'm invited? It's not uh, an exclusive VIP event? I can invite whoever the fuck I want. It's my party, and you are a VIP, asshole. Yeah, well, maybe I'll show up. Can I bring a date? Depends. What's her skank factor on a scale of one to meth head amateur porn star? Fuck you, she's respectable. Right. She's black, though. I'm just fucking with you. Oh, man, it had me going. It got me over here sweating. Nah, I know better. Come on, now. <laughs> Actually, I did date a black chick once, though. No shit. Yeah. Fuck, when? Uh, summer of, oh, six? Yeah. Fucking Bryce Hawkins got hooked up with some theater freak he met online and had me playing wingman and shit. Going over to Shepherdstown for that, uh, you know, the that festival thing they do at the university that brings all them annoying as fuck tourists through here. Yeah, okay. So I go with them to this one play, some bullshit about a woman going to the Jersey Shore to find herself or something. <laughs> but there was this actress in it who was pretty nice looking. You dated an actress. Let me finish, fucker. So after the show, a bunch of the cast and folks involved with the play go meet at the Mecklenburg there. And I decide I'll tag along with Bryce and theater freak, hoping for a chance to meet this actress chick. Only she never shows up. And I'm sitting there waiting, perking up like a damn dog missing his master every time the door opens, right? Expecting it's gonna be her. Well, one time it opens and... Dude, I ain't never seen nothing like this chick in my life. She's wearing all these colors that you don't think got no business going together, like, like purple and orange and shit. But she somehow makes it look terrific. And she's got this majestic head wrap thing on and these, these big gold door knocker earrings and, and a smile like a fucking sunrise. Wow, Pooh, you're a poet. Shut the fuck up, Jeff. So she's got this smile just shining and a rich chocolatey brown face that looks like it don't got no pores. It's so smooth. I mean, she looked like she just stepped out of the Nile or something. 
like some kind of African goddess with the... And the... And in my head, I, I've already had her in about three different positions when she notices me looking at her and... Swear to God. Oh, no. You know, she, she walks right up to me and goes... Dark and stormy. And I'm like... Is she introducing herself? Is she trying to tell me how she likes it in bed? Like, I, I am trying real hard to figure this shit out before the jig is up and she puts it together that I'm just some working class white boy from a hick town with no real swag at all. <laughs> Seriously. And she's like reading my mind. She follows up with, that's the drink I want you to order me, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew I was in for it then, brother. She was... She was a firecracker. Turns out she was a grad student from New York working in the costuming department for the festival. Oh, explains all that style. Yep. I hung out with her pretty much the rest of the summer. She, she was the only woman I slept with while she was here. Holy shit. I know. Even tried to do the long distance thing for a minute, but I kept having to go there to her place and she got uh, <laughs> kind of tired of that. Plus, it got pretty expensive after a while, so things just kind of, you know. Why couldn't she come here to visit you? Oh, right. Yeah, right. I really liked her. Oh, well, <laughs> onward. I better get back home. I was, uh, kind of uh, in the middle of something when you called. Oh shit, man, why'd you pick up? Why'd you agree to come? I'd have waited. You needed pampers, man. Easier for me to put the pussy on pause than for you to travel with a newborn, I think. You're a good man. Don't I know it. So who is it? Check this. Lauren Connolly. Shut the fuck up! You've been after that since high school! Best things come to those who wait. And to those who... Develop reputation for giving great head. Well, shit, if she was who you was thinking of bringing as a date to the party, she'll probably already be there. Her dad's a knight. No shit. Bob Connolly? Yep. Treasurer. Huh. Well, that makes sense, I guess. Seeing as he's a bank manager and all. Michelle appears. Hey, Poot. Hey! She's up! <laughs> How you doing? You feeling okay? Still tired? Husband treating you all right? That's a lot of questions, man. It's fine. Glad somebody's asking. I feel a little better today. Took a shower. That's... That's great. You look good. You do look better. Thanks. You know, I got some text messages from some people. People I didn't even know still knew I existed. Amberlynn Sneed, Erica Dinwiddie, Lauren Connolly. Huh. Yeah, even Kim Hoffenberger, who you know don't want nothing to do with me since what happened with her brother. Okay. Yeah, they were all just writing to congratulate me and welcome me to the Knights family and find out if there was anything special I wanted for your party on Friday. So you got in? Yeah. Didn't you think that's something your wife might like to know? You haven't seemed to care about much of nothing lately, so under the circumstances, no. I did not think that, Michelle. Well, maybe if anybody around here cared about me, I could care too. Did anybody ask me how I was feeling after squeezing a damn bowling ball out of my vagina? 
I did. Did any of those bitches call after Hunter was born or send over a card? A onesie, a damn baby toy from Dollar General? I didn't even throw a baby shower because I knew none of them would have showed up. Maybe they would have if you hadn't fucked all their husbands at some point. Well, I should probably get Why'd going. you marry me? What? Why'd you pick me to settle down with? I mean, I'm sure you knew all about me. He loves you, Michelle. He's just- No, I don't. You don't mean that. He don't mean that. No, I do. And she knows I do. So why me, Jeff? I guess I married you because I knew you'd be grateful. And I needed that after, after Alma. After she found out I was messing with you and, and aborted my baby, I needed someone to... I needed someone to think I was worth settling down with. I needed somebody to look at me and go, yeah, I wouldn't mind having his baby. And there you were, already standing there, lying there, wide open. And nobody else would have you, so I knew you needed me too. We needed each other. More than we loved each other, we both had so much need. Still do. Thing is, Ain't neither of us been in a position to deal with the other one's needs. We just reaching and reaching and ain't nothing there to grab, but that stops today. From today on, we're gonna be there for each other, help each other. We're gonna look each other in the eye, we're gonna talk honest, and we're gonna listen real good. I'm gonna be a husband and a father, and you're gonna be a wife and a mother. And now that we got community we can count on, we're gonna make this shit work. We're gonna fucking function with dignity, you hear? And then, Maybe we can find our way to loving each other. Give me the baby. I want to hold my son. Jeff reluctantly and carefully hands Hunter to Michelle. Can I... Go home, Poot. Thank you. Jeff, who's dressed like he's heading to a church picnic, is holding Hunter and running around looking for something. Michelle, where'd you put the baby bag your aunt sent us? It's on the shelf in the coat closet. Oh, that makes sense. Can you bring some pampers out of Hunter's room when you're ready? Like three or four, five? Okay. You ready for your debut, little man? You ready for your first big adventure in the world? Jeff starts packing bottles into the bag one-handed. Michelle emerges with pampers, baby blanket, and various other things in her arms. She's still kind of low energy, still a bit mopey and shuffly, but she actually looks really nice. An odd combination of sexy and wholesome, like you can kind of see why Jeff was attracted to her in the first place. Jeff stops fussing with the baby bag and stares at her. I'm bringing the blanket too in case you want to lay him out on the grass or something. You think it's okay to do or is he too little for that? What? Nothing. You just look nice. You want me to hold him while you pack the bag? Yeah. They trade. Michelle drops all the baby items on the couch for Jeff to sort out and pack, and takes the baby. Okay, what do we got here? Oh, good wipes. Thank you. I would have forgot about those. We would have been ass out, literally. <laughs> you alright? Hmm? To do this? You still want to come? Because honestly, you really don't have to. I really don't think anybody would hold it against you if you stayed home. Okay, maybe they would, but fuck them, right? No, I'm good. I am. You excited? Tell you the truth, I kinda am. 
I know it's silly. It's just the same damn people we know all our lives, but somehow it feels different, you know? Yeah, I do. It's like these people who know me all my life, know me when I was a fuck up, know me when I ain't have nothing, know me before I married you and had him. They're looking at me now and going, you turned out all right, Jeff. Like I finally did something with my life and they want to honor me for it. Make a man feel like he belongs somewhere in the world. Yeah, I understand that. It's stupid, I know. Michelle has wandered over to a window and is staring out of it, orange light illuminating her face. Um. You think this is enough milk? <sighs> Should we bring one more bottle? Jeff? Overkill, right? Jeff? What? There's a cross burning on our lawn. This episode was produced by Charging Moose Media. Telling great stories through new media. This episode was edited by Ned Donovan and mixed by Marcus Bagala. Original music by Marcus as well. As always, our hosts are Rachel Flynn and Ned Donovan. And we'd like to thank our playwright, Chisa Hutchinson, and the cast. Also, if you're in New York City, make sure to get over to Second Stage and see Chisa's play, Somebody's Daughter which has just been extended through June 25th. If you'd like to know more about Chisa, Kin, Somebody's Daughter, and all sorts of other super awesome stuff, be sure to check out our interview with Chisa, which releases in two weeks. And the usual refrain, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Every little bit helps us secure sponsors and keep bringing you exciting new plays each month. And other fun stuff too. Cheers. Cheers.